Another hand and boot shaking. Everything's just gonna be fine, guys. In no, the United Podcast. Okay, first off, <laughs> we did not agree on that. I saw you write that down, and I was like, "No, Jay, I'm sorry. Everything is not gonna be okay. It's not gonna. I mean, it will be okay. It, it's decision day, people. Make up it your mind. It is decision day. I I can't decide because it's decision day. I have to make my decision a little later. I'm I'm either extremely petrified or extremely mellow. It's like no, I'm not in between. Right. I mean, I'm two microcosms. Well, microcosms. If we're a podcast right. for the people by, well, two it's other people, wrong. I guess, you know, we just kind of gave a variance of, of how people are feeling, a wide range of oh, emotions. Oh, for sure. I see people uh, saying uh, six hours ago that they were uh, about to throw up, and it's like six hours before the game. Yeah. <laughs> I see, uh, I, I tweeted out a, a gif of Bob Ross uh, petting a deer. Petting a deer. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, what more would you want today to ease ease your stress and your, your just... Your nervousness, other than Bob Ross petting a deer, and of course we're we're there's nerves, guys, because it is decision day. I'm gonna add an echo to that maybe later. Deci- de- well, no, do it, and I'll be your echo. De- oh, decision day. Day, day, day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, which I hate that term, but it is. It's, uh, all the teams are playing at the same time, 4:45, uh, and uh, that is uh, <sighs> what's gonna go down in about a uh, little over an hour from now. We're going to keep things kind of short today uh, because it is the Creature Comforts Cup going on right yes. now. And they are still playing with like an hour to go before kickoff. Yeah, and they're going to be pretty much playing up until kickoff. Yeah, for the I game. don't know if they're just going to call it like up like right before kickoff if the game's not over. They're just going to say, no extra let's time. just have a beer <laughs> and whoever's up wins. I mean, I, we're all tied. Everyone I don't go think, get a beer. I, let's just say, I don't think anybody will be playing no. uh, up and like to the point where uh, they're, they're playing I'm, through the kickoff. I know if I was playing, I would have a watch on my arm and like come 4.40, yeah. I'd be like, I'm sorry, probably, sub me out, yeah. I'm leaving. There's going to be a guy that's sent down there with a giant bullhorn. Like. <laughs> 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 um, that's we, my version of a bullhorn, by the way. And uh, the Creature Comfort uh, um, Cup is being held to raise money for soccer in the streets at the Marley House. They have yes. a cool uh, area in the back, which is like an indoor soccer pitch set up. For yeah, a three, super cool. Three versus three going on. So uh, there's a couple teams left. I think the championship game will be taking place in a little bit here. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a, probably going to fill in once everybody gets uh, back from there. Uh, it already has a little bit yeah. with all the people that have sort of well, uh, some teams are already knocked out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, we got a couple puppers outside. Yes, uh, hanging out. Who doesn't love to pet a pupper on a on a di- on a day like today? I think they're all therapy dogs. They are all they are all brought in <laughs> just for today. Just for today to get us through the in, through this like two and a half hours. 
But it's been a while since we had a podcast, Kelly. Uh, but oh, I was has, yeah. I was out of town in New Orleans for a conference on business. Um, had some fun out there. Got my uh, Café du Monde. A uh, cup of coffee and some beignets and uh, and some fried chicken. So always got to get that in when in the NOLA. And you had some fun with the uh, folks from 92.9. I did, yeah. So um, Jimmy Vance reached out to me uh, a little over a week ago and asked if I wouldn't mind being uh, on on their uh, stoppage first time. live stoppage time at Fado's in Buckhead. And I said, of course. I love you guys. I, of course I've done And I didn't actually... I mean, I realized that this would be like a cool event for me to go to, but I didn't sort of realize how big of an event this was they had cameras multiple they had angles. multiple <laughs> angles they had cut-ins yeah. they had um they had like the scrolling uh not the scrolling but the little uh, things at the bottom to tell you where they can find the person and and they had lights and they had um they had a desk and they it just the entire thing it looked like a mini studio inside a photo bucket it was just one of the coolest things i've seen um of course i, I will always uh take up the offer to hang out with uh jimmy and jason and mike and uh john uh from and uh, then our, 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 here was also there our old friend felipe felipe was, was there, there. Yeah, yeah i love seeing felipe and then uh you know this guy named i don't know darren eels i think was there yeah yeah. I believe they try to get Darren Eagles. But, yeah, Darren uh, was Eagles unavailable. wasn't available, so that Darren Eagles <laughs> stepped in. It was very nice of him to do but that. But what you didn't know when you signed up for it was yeah. that the the day or the night before or that morning, oh no, they were going to announce officially that Tata Martino was oh, not going to extend his contract. Yeah. So, um, and you I, got to, so, and then you got thrown in there. With, I got with thrown the in there. Mix. I did. Yeah. Uh, so I, a couple of days prior, I'd asked Jimmy. I was like, Jimmy, what do I, what do I need to prepare for? Like, do I need to do any sort of preparation for this? And he's like, no, we're just going to talk about, you know, the supporter culture Prepare and all that. And then, so the day of, I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I've got sort of this whole day to sort of just get a lot of work done at work. And then I open Twitter and it ends up being the, the day that nobody wanted to come, but knew we all knew it was coming, and so it. But just I sort think of, it was great that they had Darren up first, yes, right absolutely. away, right away, to kind of calm the nerves. Right. I think he did a great job of he kind did. of riding the ship, saying everything is gonna be fine. And, and I do, I do believe him. I do yeah. think everything's gonna be fine. It's just one of those things that, and I was talking about this with uh, my family earlier today because we. I actually hadn't got a chance to rewatch it, but we watched it this morning. My mom, my dad, and my sister, and. Um, we, we started talking about it, and I was saying it's so, unfortunately, it's abnormal for a president, uh, a club president for any sort of soccer club in the world, to come on the day that a coach has Yeah, you get a press release, yeah. and that would be it. It's very that would be stereotypically it. like really cold. This is what the facts and like all this good stuff. But he went on he went on air on ninety two nine earlier that day. He came on and did stoppage time, and he was around the they supporters. They do a great job of fans. doing these marketing campaigns where they get ahead of this stuff. Uh, they really go out there to make sure there's no room for miscommunication, for mm-hmm. for rumor, for misunderstanding. Uh, set a clear message and a clear tone. Um, so that there's not this vacuum that gets filled in with all sorts of gossip and yeah. panic and all this other our front, stuff. Our so, front office has been really good at that, yeah. and I think Darren coming out definitely eased some eased some nerves, especially from from my own. I mean, I I, I know things are going to be fine, and I trust our front office. And as I said that on on one of the questions they asked me, I, I love Tata to death, but I do have a much faith in our front office and. Darren just coming out just sort of re-solidified that for me. Yeah. I, it helped me because, I mean, I, I was already preparing for it for weeks, so I think I, I wasn't – I think a lot of people weren't shocked. Uh, some people maybe were more taken off guard than others, but I was already sort of preparing that he would 
convince myself that he was going to go. And, yeah. And uh, uh, that way, if he didn't go, it'd be great. A surprise. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's at this point, it's pretty. I think it's pretty clear he's probably going to Mexico at this point. Um, I don't. I don't think there's still there's no. I don't hear any new buzz around Colombia or. Uh, uh, and know, now people are 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 absolutely raving mad uh, at the U.S. men's U.S. men's yeah. <laughs> association and, and uh, U.S. soccer because uh, we get the feeling uh, they reached out to a host of other coaches, Vermees oh, sure. and and a bunch of others that uh, should be on the list of people that are at least being looked at. Even, and nobody's got a phone call, not even a phone call, let alone an interview. Right? That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, when you have a coach like Tata of his caliber and you have the ability to possibly even interview him or talk to him about the idea of coming on, you should take it. If anything, Why? if you if you don't if you know you're not going to pick him, make yourself look good. <laughs> yeah, just reach out to make yourself look good. Cover like, all your bases. We've we've tried every angle here, guys. I mean, what that says they don't even to... know how to politic. Well. No, I mean it's just not at all. <laughs> they're just bad at everything. Not at all. And now you're getting people that uh, on the on on the extreme side are saying, well. Jay Berhalter, who's Greg Berhalter's brother, is above Ernie Stewart, and if there's no right. other interviews taking place, this starts to look shady, because you have to say there's a conflict of interest potentially right. if he is hired, unless Jay's moved to another position or they're being transparent about the fact that he was not involved at all in the process. But we know there's no transparency whatsoever no. outside of the interview with Ernie Stewart a couple That's weeks ago, where he said he hadn't even spoken to anyone yet. So correct. Um, yeah, it's absolutely crazy, uh, and. You know, when uh, Tata's cleaning our clocks for four years straight uh, or knocks us out of the World Cup, uh, you know, coaching the Mexico team. Very possible. Then, uh, yeah, there's going to be hell to pay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Gonna, people are going to people are gonna be outside the, the soccer house in Chicago with pitchforks. Yeah. I mean, it is going to be ugly. It is going to be very ugly. Why yeah. set yourself up for that? Ah, what a disaster. I mean, because it's the U.S. men's national team. Of course they're going to set themselves up for that. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's another thing. The other thing that's being talked about is, um, you know, looking at other managers out there. Uh, Darren Eagles talked about that they are doing a global search, but... Mm -hmm. There are obvious reasons why, and Felipe talked about it yeah. on uh, on the show And last he's actually Tuesday. going to be having an article come out specifically for this, yes. Yes, uh, talked about the fact that, uh, you know, Scalotto is not necessarily as squeaky clean as right. you would think, uh, looking at his resume, you know, from a 10,000-foot view. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he had uh, probably the best talent, was expected to do much more with that talent with Boca uh, in earlier seasons, and his job was under threat up until uh, in this Copa uh, Libertadores because uh, if they were saying basically if he lost, he was going to be out. And, right. then, and then, of course... He, Scalotto, appears to have gotten ahead of that and said, well, I'm not going to well, stick around anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. You can't fire me. I'll and fire myself. And so he's obviously seems to be the choice that people keep going to the most. Although uh, Felipe talked about some other folks, uh, the coach for River Plate um, and, uh, and some others as well. I actually like... Um, Garesa, who's the coach of Chile, but he's under like a four-year contract. So, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't unless we want to pay and to break the contract. Yeah. And don't you also like the Peruvian coach? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what I meant. The Peruvian yeah, coach. Yeah. Uh, I was like, is yeah. it yeah. <laughs> No, I've got. got no, we don't. Around. No, you. He, no, he's, the Chilean he just coach that I didn't like. He? Well, the Chilean coach, uh, can't remember his name. He left. Uh, uh, he he just uh, left uh, coaching. He's the one that brought uh, sort of coached over that uh, golden era of mm -hmm. uh, Chilean Actually, players. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you know, it, either way, I think we're probably going to get a South American or Central American coach, um, I, unless can... they bring over Arsene Wenger or something. No, <laughs> no. Why not? No. He's, he's won uh, loads of trophies. Uh, he's a very experienced we, coach. We do not need 
We don't need. You don't uh, want Vanger Ball? No, we don't need Vanger Ball. <laughs> We're fine. We are perfectly fine. If you want to get Pep Guardiola, I we can get Pep Guardiola. Imagine the imagine the press at Lane United would start to get then. And just from the global media, the attention it would bring um, to MLS. It would bring a lot of, but we're it would not, like it would up it to a ne- the as, next level. Okay, but here, as Darren said, we are interested in getting a coach who is going to still want the community be to be as lar- as large of a part as it is now. So, community is a huge uh, talking point in the conversation as well. Well, as, Arsene Wenger speaks English, so that's a good. That's oh, he could be the U.S. men's national team coach. <laughs> This is a this is a mute conversation we're having, Jay. It's there is no end point to this. I have no <laughs> arson is not coming in. Uh hashtag arson in. All right, no. so Vanger <laughs> in. Uh, so Vanger out. The other <laughs> thing, a bunch of those. the other thing that's come up for debate is uh, ML, people are getting frustrated on on Twitter with uh, the MLS narrative from as they should the extra time radio guys and uh, about uh, the fact that Zlatan in other words if uh, if, if, if uh, we don't win this game Atlanta doesn't win this game and or Joseph doesn't score a goal uh, after not scoring a goal in open play in seven matches or only one playing oh, I'm sorry scoring one in open play in seven matches that all of a sudden Zlatan should be the MVP it's, pick it's it's Especially if Zlatan's like Galaxy win and they make the playoffs okay now my argument was I went and captured some screenshots when they were talking about the fact that Joseph should be disqualified from being an MVP candidate last, last year because year. he didn't play enough minutes. Right. Now, Ben, uh, even uh, though his scoring his scoring rate was absurd, as which what we saw this year with his scoring rate, which it is now. Yeah, the it's one point one five goals uh, per ninety. But they're saying, well, BWP's got like one point two five, and like Zlatan is like one point five or something ridiculous. But either way, the fact that we're talking about a season where Joseph has one point one five goals per ninety, and there's still two people with a higher yeah, it's, goals it's a per crazy 90, season. This is a, this it's, look. It's not. This season has been insane. But I think to to the the argument of Zlatan, which I've gotten into with a bunch of LA Galaxy people because we are friends with them, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, he was there for most of the season, as compared to the arguments that have with Rooney, because Rooney was only there. And for really Ben half Bear of the would argue that Zlatan has played uh, or will have played at the end of this game more than 600, 600 minutes more than Joseph played last year. But I don't like. I think that you should. I think that they're weighing the the time played way too heavily, and the fact that they even brought up the fact last year that Joseph should not be or should be disqualified because Correct. of his. Uh, so I went to him and I said, he said it's not an apples to apples comparison with Laton and then Joseph last year because there's 600 minutes difference. And I went to back to him and I said, so I'm I didn't I wasn't aware of this rule where. You have, you have to, to play have X number of minutes, minutes and yeah. it's a, oh, Joseph was 600 short of that? Is that what we're saying? Of, yeah. Of being included? So this whole, like, to me, it's like, it's, it is apples it's, to apples because you're talking about time played in the league and they didn't play the full season. And so now you want to get down to the minutia of how many minutes correct. they played. It's like, come on, you're just making stuff up here Look, on the fly. Here, here's here's the thing that I have with this. Zlatan is a great player. I'm not discounting that w- the work that he's done um, himself and the work that he's ha- done in, in helping uh, the LA Galaxy to compete for a playoff position. My problem here is that MLS is a growing league. And if we are going to keep going back to trying to glorify these players, these well-known players that come in here and make and not only make fun of the league in some way but also make fun of other teams oh, and so other you're not supporters. a Zlatan fan 
I'm a Zlatan fan because I I I appreciate him as a player. I, however, do not think that because he's Zlatan, which is what this is, what this is boiling down to, is that Zlatan did this for LA Galaxy and Zlatan's this and Zlatan's that. We should give it to Zlatan. I, well, what they're I, arguing is they're arguing that. And this is comes he's up. Done, he's I done always, more per minute. I, no, but well, that's well, that's one of the well, things. Well, then Zlatan I, break the record scoring goal. Then right. So, so that's what I. Uh, first of all, there's several different things that people seem to look at when it comes to MVP conversations, and I always find it interesting to see how they break it out and how people weigh, like how much they weigh certain things over the other. Like I think the MLS guys, like Doyle and Ben Bear and uh, and Weeby, are weighing the. Uh, uh, there's sort of a double standard between the time played, right? So uh, my my thing is if you haven't played a whole season, like that weighs heavily in my decision-making. Yeah, you right? shouldn't be in the conversation. And I don't care if it was uh, 600 minutes difference between Joseph, 150 minutes. If that's the standard we're going to set and say, you know what, MVP candidates we should be looked at if they need to pl- you know, pl- at least play uh, close to an entire season, then I think we should stick to that. The second thing, the thing that they're talking about is – uh, this sort of more uh, intangible thing to me, which is uh, how much, like how well would the team have done uh, without that player? And to me, I don't weigh this that as heavily as I think they do, right? They're saying, well, without Zlatan, LA Galaxy would never even gotten close to making the playoffs, I right? Don't, I don't believe it. But, which may, I mean, that's to me it's true. It's, but. No. LA Galaxy has the had the pieces. They just didn't have the Yeah, but if you take away Zlatan's goals, the amount of goals he has been scoring is just absolutely ludicrous, right? I mean, if if you cuz what they're arguing is Zlatan on average had played the entire season, he'd have more goals than Joseph. Okay, so here, hold on, time out. This is this is the the thing that I'm having the, the problem with. If we're looking at Zlatan on on his improvement of LA Galaxy by the number of goals he scored, I don't think that necessarily in my mind qualifies somebody as an MVP. I think I think if we're if we're looking at that basis, and then for somebody that hasn't been here for the entire season, you want to look at Rooney because Rooney hasn't scored a lot of goals, but he's made the entire team better. Right, and 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 then that's that's where it's interesting. Where why isn't Rooney part of the major discussion if you're talking about players that have influenced the team and helped them improve? Yeah, we because have an you award would think that's then just then that for goals, just Golden Boot, which is Joseph th- winning. You think that Rooney would be right up there as well if they were if you were using their criteria. Now. The, cri- the, the criteria un- can't keep changing year per year, though. Well, but the criteria, the, the thing is, these are not new things that people bring up. It's just interesting. Each year, see, people seem to change how much they weight them, right? Like last year, it seemed that Depending the, amount, the, the amount of time you, uh, you played in MLS seemed to be very, very important. important. Now it seems like that's less important. Of course it right? is. That because Zlatan's part of the picture. Not playing an entire season is no longer that big of a, that's not big of a deal because yeah. he played 600 more well, minutes than Zlatan Joseph last year. Let's give Zlatan a break because he's already... Yeah. He hasn't really won much in his career anyway. The other thing that I don't like about weighing this idea of how much a player has... Because uh, that's what they say. It's his most valuable player, right? And to me, if you are rewarding a player for being on a shit team and then do like standing out mm-hmm. on that team, mm-hmm. then you're punishing people like Joseph, who's on a team with a lot of skilled talent. Correct. And you know, and, and still and, overshines the and, rest and, of them. And, and yet, and and there's goals coming from all over the field. But why are you punishing someone just be like he has a choice to be on a good team or not? It's not. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, like you're you're punishing a player for either being on a bad team or a good team 
because apparently if you're on a, a really bad team and you outshine them and you make yeah. them look good, then, then that, you should be that, MVP. that makes you better than, but, say, someone who's on a team with a lot of skilled talent. And I don't think that's fair. But here's the thing that I have, though. It, the most valuable player is a player that takes the team into account and makes the team better. We, we would be a good team w- without Joseph. We are that much better of a team because we have Joseph. I mean, when we, when we look at the, when we attack, it's Joseph's our number one priority. But we also have to realize that Joseph does more than just scoring goals. He pulls defenders. Yep. He gives, gives space to other. He uh, lays it off. He does headers. I mean, he, he does so much more for this team than just simply scoring goals. Right. So then I need somebody to come in to this conversation who has watched all of the LA Galaxy games and explain to me what Zlatan does to every other player on that team. At- yeah. And how, how he helps him At the way. end of the day, it's clear that this discussion, to me, would not even be taking place if Joseph had a seven-game, uh, you know, right. one goal in seven games early in the season, and then he scored the record-breaking goal on the, you know, the second-to-last game of the season. Nobody would be even be talking about who the MVP is because no, the, be goal, the goal-scoring record and, you know, would still be in people's mouths. Um, people forget that he broke the hat trick record. Yeah. <laughs> and but what the MLS narrative is is they they threw out some fun graphics to troll Atlanta fans, uh, where they showed Joseph is actually third in terms of goals scored in open play, like non penalty kick goals. Um, twenty five BWP and uh, somebody else is twenty six, and then somebody else is like twenty eight or twenty nine. Either way, like why put out that graphic? Why put that graphic out now? Like, what's the point? Because you're trying, are we, you're are trying we, to force they're, they're, a conversation. They're, they're parsing. They're saying, oh, well, let's take out these non-penalty goals and make a graphic and show that he's actually not first in goal scored, non-penalty goal scored. I feel like all and of the like, narrative is now just why to troll you, us. Like that, it was. No, it was clearly to troll it's us. Very and Because I, I was in the process of having a discussion with them, and they threw that graphic out, um, as well as the graphic that Matt Doyle threw out, where it showed the fact that uh, uh, Joseph's uh, goals per 90 is third best this season and it's like well i mean if you want to go based off of just those empty stats then fine make bwp the freaking vmp right MVP. which was what those graphics would lead to <laughs> i mean right because according to the graphics you know bwp uh should should have statistically has a couple better stats than joseph so you know what let's just put him up on the mantle and just anoint him mvp i think what this is, is i think they realize that he's going to get mvp anyways so they're trying to maybe Maybe uh, I don't think they're irresponsible or they're or looking for clicks. I don't believe in the conspiracies, but I think it's entertaining. It's entertaining to to it's boring in a, in to a just way, to talk in a way about. They are looking for clicks, though. right? But or or it's just you could say the other perspective is it's just boring to have an MVP discussion without other people in the mix. Correct, and and yeah. they are legitimately starting a conversation. Yeah, we are here having a conversation <laughs> about right. it because they've started the conversation. <laughs> they've started this this hot topic or yeah. this hot discu- discussion, but between uh, fans and supporters, and they put it out there because they needed buzz. They needed it to be a race, even though it's not. Race. I don't think it will be. I don't think it'll be even close uh, once the the, the player everybody votes get their gets their votes in. Um, that being said, uh, we already gave our score predictions uh, yep. and put them out there. Um, but we'll go ahead and, and I can't uh, feel my body by the way. <laughs> Listen, you, I just like my my I'm just like my I'm just numb. <laughs> I'm just so numb. You you predicted two one. I am predicted two one. Okay. I. I think we're going to get two on them. It's going to be 2-0 for a bunch of the match, but I, I have a feeling they're going to sneak one in on us, and it's going to be nail-biting until the end. 
I think that we will get uh, two goals in the first half, and mm-hmm. then I think it's going to be a, a, just a gritty defensive. A sit and bunker? A gritty defensive, uh, and I just don't think they'll have the, the piece. Without Josie Altador, I just don't think they're going to be able to, to get through. Uh, cause just no set pieces to Javinko, please. Yeah, I think in the past, Josie's been that quotient that um, has really made a difference, and um, and that means they need Michael Bradley to step up, and if he doesn't show up, you know, it really starts to it really God. starts to have a ripple effect in their team. You know what? You know what sucks is that Michael Bradley plays a lot of games where he doesn't show up, but he always shows up for us. <laughs> we'll see about that this time. Maybe they show up very early in the game, but I just don't know if they'll be able to sustain any kind of rhythm. Um, they just haven't shown it all year. But that doesn't mean anything. It's decision day. Anything can happen. Um, God, I predicted so two nice. nil. Uh, like I said, so I think we're actually going to get a clean sheet, um, which would be awesome. Yeah, I've, and I would I would just love. I would absolutely love for us to not tie them. <laughs> I don't want us to tie them. And you know what? As weird as it sounds, I went to sleep last night. Before I went to sleep, I said, dear God, please let Orlando come out with a fire and a fury and just freaking take <laughs> Clash the New scores York like Rebels six down. goals. Yeah. Yes. I just need them uh, to come out and be like, it is our last game to hell with it. Yeah. I think that may also mean they open themselves up for a lot of goals as well. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I will be. Uh, Who knows? Bendik might show up. I, yeah. I will be trying not to look at the uh, score until halftime. Okay. Um, I'm trying to get a. You know they. You know they literally just put it I on the TV right but there. I'm gonna try to focus. <laughs> Sitting right in front of us. I'm gonna try to focus on 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 our game and uh, and just our game. And Dan Gargan tweeted out said the guys looked uh, and sounded uh, very focused. He was very. They impressed. should be focused. Um, and Gressel, Wait, and uh, I think Gressel's gonna get one. I think he's gonna get a goal in this one. You know what? I don't Joseph care. Joseph and Gressel. I don't care who gets a goal. <laughs> I just need them when they step on that pitch and that whistle blows. They are solidly focused, like solidly focused. Yeah, for a full ninety plus. Well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up with that. We don't want to keep you guys waiting because uh, obviously you already know the result uh, if you're listening to this. And uh, we will get back to you. I'm hoping my nervous body is not after the match, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you then. Hey guys. What's up everyone? As you know, we are huge Atlanta Beer Bus fans. Oh my god, we are the hugest fans. And you may know because we've given you offers in the past and now we've got a new offer for you. You guys are gonna be blown away. If you don't know, Atlanta Beer Bus is Atlanta's only hop-on and hop-off brewery shuttle service. Yeah, and you can ride between seven breweries, one cidery, and a distillery, and even a Marta station for only $15 a day. But guys, 
Fridays are now happy hour. You can now ride for $10 on Fridays. You gotta be kidding me. Ten dollars? Yeah, so what are you guys doing? Why are you going why are you taking expensive lift rides or Uber to to, yeah, to breweries? Or having to try to find them on a map or ways. Yeah. I mean, don't do that. Or trying to designate a friend as a designated driver and punishing him. Oh my or her. god, those conversations, they're <laughs> awful. Those are awful conversations. Someone's always grabbing the short straw. Well, I mean really, it's most likely. <laughs> Plus, guys, not me. as Kelly's favorite as Kelly's favorite, you beer get beer nerds! You get beer nerds. beer nerds. You get beer nerds, guys. That means you get somebody that's gonna tell you all about the brewery, all about what's new before you even get there so you don't have to get off and then pause and wait for somebody to give you a tour and all of that. It's all done on the shuttle ahead of time. They're nerds that love beer. How could you not like them? Plus the drivers, they got great taste in music I hear. Yeah, oh, perfect taste in music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe bring your own mixtape. I don't think they have have cassette tape players. Oh, for sure. For sure. (laughs) But listen, guys, unrelegated listeners now get 20% off daily passes with the promo code UNREL. That's U-N-R-E-L. And the reason that's cool is because they can now be used on any weekend route. Any, any weekend route. That means Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And because Fridays, like Jay said, are now happy hour, that means unrelegated listeners can ride the bus on a Friday for just $8. Now listen, the offer is limited to one person per weekend and cannot be combined with other offers, but that doesn't matter because you only need one day to get through these breweries, you only guys. Need one. And you know what? If you want any more kind of cool tidbits and other facts about them, you can follow them at ATL Beer Bus on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can visit them at AtlantaBeerBus.com for full details as the daily routes may change on occasion. So go there, check it out, see what the routes look like, and then go ahead and use your code. Atlanta Beer Bus, people. Create your own beer adventure. What are you waiting for? Go do it. We're just going to rip the Band-Aid off right away. 4-1, uh, incredibly depressing loss against Toronto. They talked all the shit ahead of this game, and they backed it up. They sure did. And uh, same with uh, kind of reminiscent of the Red Bulls, too, and uh, in, in how they uh, talked and backed it up. Uh, I just, I you know, I said uh, on Twitter, I said at first I, did, I didn't know any words, and then, I, all, and then all the words came. Yeah. Embarrassing. There's there's a point there's a point where you just, like, you blank out because you're so nervous and you're so nerve-wrecked, uh, yeah. nerve-wrecked and then... Uh, everything comes back and you yeah. realize lots of words embarrassing yeah. failure uh, a joke um, this is the legacy choked. that Tata is leaving us with <laughs> yeah I mean um, this is a team where uh, Dan Gargan uh, bless his heart uh, but I think they were trying to 
soften the blow in They're their commentary. They're trying to put positives on it, yeah. And uh, now, I mean, I don't, as they said, there's no positives, but then they're trying to spin positives. And one of the things said, well, this is a growth, op- growing opportunity. And I tweeted, I said, first of all, uh, this is not the beginning of the season. There's no growing opportunity. We have aging veterans, we, especially right now, you know, Parkey has not been the sharpest. He hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been the sharp, like sharp at, like he was midseason um, in the last few Same games. Same with Larry. Larry has looked uh, dreadful in this game. Uh, yes. Gave away the first b- the ball in our own half to led to the Same first goal. Same with McCann, who got injured. Right. Um, and so if we talk about growth opportunities, well, I mean, if you're talking about what, between now and a quick turnaround in the playoffs, there's no time to grow. Uh, from this game, uh, there's just to blank it out and start. I think he's growing. I think he's uh, explaining the growth of next season. Right, and then growth of next season. What does that look like? Well, we're losing a bunch of players. We have we're losing a coach. We have veterans like Parkey and Larry. Are they even up for playing next season? No, I don't. Uh, I don't see either of them coming back. Honestly, <laughs> maybe uh, from an off the bench role. You know, um, so I just don't see how this game was a growth opportunity. We were uh, sat in front of uh, one of the worst teams in the league. And given an opportunity, the lowest hanging fruit, the the best path to a trophy, the easiest path to a trophy, and not only did we not win, it's not like we drew 2-2, we had a game like we've had previously with them where it was hard fought, it was back and forth, it was 50-50, we had no urgency uh, whatsoever, Toronto came out and pressed us just the a little bit in the beginning of the game and you could tell they watched tape they, they said did. if we press this team even the slightest little bit they're going to make mistakes they're going to panic they don't know how to deal with it nope. and they don't know how to get the ball out and long ball it so we're just going to press and that's what they did and they got the two early goals and we just never looked in it until the second half until Tito came on and even Tito looked bereft of some ideas he was in the box and just and it was taking too much time too much yeah. thinking Wanted going to on move it to his right foot and then decided to move it to his left foot it's just it, it it overall was a terrible game. There were certain chances that we we had. The we gr- scored the, a goal that was we scored a goal which that was us. taken back for no reason. I'd love to see the referee's exp- explanation as to why that was called back and if it was offside, why it was not reviewed. Because if we're going to talk about it being a close line, that's that's ridiculous. The only thing I can think of is that it was called offside and then in review because it was too close to call because the the. The, the ref then Here's don't what, put your flag the, up that's dumbass. the thing that's the thing that they're told to just don't put your flag up don't put your flag up and if it's close it and it's reviewed. an offside let it get reviewed when he put but the, he put his flag up but he put his flag up after the goal so at that point should it even does it, does it even matter I mean shouldn't it, it, just, it shouldn't I don't know very confusing but it shouldn't matter because we shouldn't have gone down two goals in the first place with the second goal sloppy defending four or five guys crowded together like little kids around the ball yeah and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Dan Gargan he said that the first goal that Toronto scored against us at nine minutes in was a gut punch yeah it was a gut punch. And the only response... And we never recovered. I saw Nagby trying things desperately. I saw Correct. Gressel working in... Ev- like, almost working Gress- as a forward Gressel at times. Was a, Gressel worked his ass off this There game. were a few guys that had actually a pretty good game, but the problem is, collectively, it just wasn't there. They wasn't. weren't focused. They looked bereft of ideas. And, uh, you know, when Joseph did have a wide-open opportunity, he hits the post. And I'm sorry, sure, he scored the PK, but... It, you have to score those opportunities late in the season like this when it's down to one game. There's yeah. no more of this, oh, well, you know, uh, soccer's hard and, you know, he should have, could have scored uh, his ex-GA uh, and as well as out of his shot percent. No, that was that should have been put away. 
And so yeah. that that is uh, disappointing because it tells me that Joseph is either suffering from confidence issues or just has the worst luck out of <laughs> seven or eight weeks than anybody I know. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're I like to have my strikers hot leading into the playoffs, and I just don't see that. I don't see how if you throw Miguel Almiron into this team that it's going to suddenly Change. fix what's happening. I don't know what's going on with our team. I really don't. The, the the atmosphere, the mood, the 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 um, passion that our team played with midseason is is gone. It's gone. I don't and know. I, and you know, yeah. for for a good bit of time, I thought it was because of this whole Tata Martina rumor thing. Um, and then, and to myself, when when the news was announced on Tuesday, to me, it said, "All right, well, now it's final. Now you know that you are playing, and this is it." This is all you get. These guys, and, and the thing is, and it's how, they're not playing that way. I don't know. I mean, outside of uh, Tata being psychic and thinking and knowing Larry was going to have a crap game, yeah. That formation. I mean, it sh- we should have been works. able to absorb that initial pressure. We should have, yes. And and be able to handle. They weren't doing anything special. Like no. they did not. We're not like doing anything scary and break, breaking huge runs into the middle of the penalty box. I mean, it was just defensive mistakes. It was lack of focus. And it was, and that's even it's more frustrating. Pa- it's and, giving away poor passes, and, and then to lose it, but then to get like and sh- shuttle to get shuttle two more goals, so it's four one. Yeah. How embarrassing is that? That's very embarrassing. I agree this with you. One of the worst teams in the league, and they put four goals up on you. I mean, when you're about to head into the playoffs. Jay, look, I, under- I understand what you're saying. <laughs> we 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 have been digging this grave since since halftime, and it's just getting deeper. Um, I put on Twitter just recently, I said um, that we're going to be expressing our thoughts soon, and so help me express yours. So I just want to go through some of the things that people have been saying. So, um, allegedly, Joshi said, I'll be in mourning with you, because we're all apparently in mourning right now. Um, I have uh, hashtag super suburbia ask, where's the DeLorean at when you need one? Because I'd like to go back in time right now, really honestly. Um, Jared D said, this makes me worried for the playoffs. Tata's departure may have taken all the steam out of the team. They played like there was nothing on the line. And I actually agree with you. As much as those guys knew that we were playing for the Shield, they knew that they were that their butts were on the line. They had, they had to get three points today. It, they were not playing with that intensity. We saw maybe that intensity the first nine minutes. The goal was scored, and then they lost it. And then we saw it back again in the second half and little glimmers of hope when um, Tito came on the pitch and then, you know, when Romario was put in. But there, there, was, there was no heat. There was no fire. Um, as much as I love this team and as much as I want to be positive and, 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 and push and say, guys, we've got the cup coming off. It's going to be okay. They're, 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 hold on, Jay, yeah. let me finish. Let me finish. As much as I want to say we've got the cup on the line, this is where we go now. If I'm seeing the way these guys are playing with the um, supporter shield on the line, I, have, I, have, I am ye of little faith. And I don't want to do that because it's like I know that, you know, the positive uh, opinions or positive thoughts matter. And positive thoughts grow and spread and if we all believe then there is a hope that we can win the MLS Cup but I I am so utterly disappointed right now and I'm trying to play this safe and I'm trying to to make it all right but there there is absolutely nothing right about this game the fact that Greg Garza 
who was a sub, got the Heineken man of the match, is absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and if I guess if you want to uh, talk positives, at least Garza's back and looked good. He looked great. Uh, and, and he was a little rusty on his yeah. crosses yeah. the first couple times he did it. But um, come towards the end of the match, he was getting yeah. his crosses right in the same spot that he usually does. Uh, Nagby and Gressel looked uh, pretty good. Well, Gressel looked amazing. <laughs> he was all over the place. Um, uh, they all made uh, mistakes at some point in the game. They just piled up on him. But... At the end of the day, when Larry, who is the guy that we were so relying on, yeah. the rock that has saved us so many times, is the possibly the problem or struggling at the moment, whether it's fitness or I don't know what it is, uh, and Parkey's not his sharpest, in the playoffs, defense wins playoffs. Yeah, That's the old do. adage. And we... <laughs> We do not look like we could hold a clean sheet worth our life right now. No, we don't. Worth our life. So that is a big concern yeah. going in. And, you know, uh, if people want to try and uh, talk about, well, you know, we have, uh, like you said, uh, another trophy. Well, it's a crapshoot th- compared to what we just had an opportunity to get, which we had full control over, right? I, I can tell <laughs> you right now, I'm not going to say who, but I know somebody who actually literally had the shield on them. Yeah. Carrying it with them. Ready to go. And they were with Atlanta United. Yeah. So it was ready to go. So think how that sucks for that person. Like, right? <laughs> they had to freaking travel it. Way to let that person carry down it all Atlanta the way to United. Toronto. Yeah. yeah. To hold it. To yeah. ho- want to bring it down to the guys and they can't. And I'm um, sorry. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know what? Uh, you guys had such an amazing seat. Now's not the time. We have work to do. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you know, we had a tremendous season and, and uh, you know, uh, they did such a great, we broke all those records and this is a, spe- a special no. season. The only the way fu- this, this season is about? special and that we continue is we win MLS Cup. Yeah. Now that is the last thing that is on our plate. You don't win the MLS Cup. I I, I, I don't know how these guys are going to do it, but they're going to have to forget this ever happened and, and start focusing on training. And once we learn who our um, opponent is, which I don't know when we learn that tonight at midnight or something, but when we learn who our opponent will be after the knockouts, I guess. Yeah, we so learn, we, yeah we after learn the, the knockouts, knockouts, once we figure out who we're going to play or potentially play, you know, they got to start focusing and get ready because they have to fly off and, and play wherever. And I got to figure out whether I'm going to get tickets and go somewhere, too. Right. <laughs> I don't know. So um, Corey Hockman said, does this game and the Galaxy result, which the Galaxy won, by the way, potentially show that Miggy should be MVP? What are your thoughts, I Jay? think Bobby Warshaw agrees. He said that he's going to be his MVP pick. Um, I think Miggy is a great he, MVP. Without him, I think maybe we're seeing... It's just sort of putting the icing on the cake in terms of the statement of what is this team without Miguel Almiron. Yeah. And it is, uh, we did not look great against Chicago. Um, I think it was still a comfortable win, but it was still a win based off of a deflection into the goal. Um, and so. Uh, and, then, and then he continues his question. He says, why do we fall apart or play poorly in big games? Why did the team not play like they were motivated to win the game, except maybe Gressel and probably I don't know. Escobar? San, Jose, San Jose was and a then, big game. And then after and this performance, how far do you honestly think we will go in the playoffs? And why is Atlanta sport a consi- Okay, first off, I'm going to say this right now. Please, nobody come to me with this whole stupid Atlanta sports town. We don't buy that narrative. I don't by the buy way. that narrative. Look, there are other t- other cities that go. There through are this other stuff. cities <laughs> that go through other things similar to this. Just because we're an Atlanta team does not does not wrap us in, into this whole Atlanta sports narrative thing that we never can do anything because we're from Atlanta. 
don't don't do it. I won't listen to it. I'm not buying if into we're it. 20, if we're 20 years into this Atlanta United legacy and we have no trophies and we almost got there 20 times, then maybe start talking. Yeah, maybe. About but we we're have two we years in. It's their second years. season. Just chill. Jeez, you know. Uh, so Jensen Brock said uh, that he's given up all hope. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm disappointed. I'm I'm pissed. But I haven't given up hope. Yeah, I mean, he said we'll likely always choke in big moments. We're and still that, better than most of the teams yeah, in sure. the playoffs. But uh, as we've seen, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. He said we're likely always to choke in big moments and we'll be the best team to never win a trophy. Huh. As long as we always finish higher than Orlando, I can still find some semblance of a silver lining. And then he said cheers Here's to my media media here's to mediocrity and disappointment. Okay, first off, I don't I don't think we're never going to win a trophy. That's not something that I see in our future. I for sure see us winning a trophy. People are taking this very hard, obviously. From very uh, hard. Uh, uh, let's let's tap the brakes a little bit. Like uh, I'm not going to be your positive spin master. I'll leave that to Dan Gargan and Kevin Egan or, you know, any uh, maybe soccer down here can bring some light to the situation, but I will say at least that you know, I can only talk in respect to what's in front of us, and I can't see the future. Um, we can talk realistically and talk about how this team, at the moment, the way it was set up and without Miguel Almiron, it is probably not going to win a playoff game or, or no. make it through the playoffs. With no. Miguel Almiron, um, we have hope, I think. Oh, for sure. And I think Nikki's it, back on the pitch. And I think it, and it depends on uh, the role of the dice of who we get. Right. Okay, if we get now, if we get Red Bulls, there is no indicator from past history or what we just looked at that we are going to beat the Red Bulls. No. Right. So but in there, that I case, could, there in I could say, case, well, that's that's definitely. Gonna if be. we come against the Red Bulls, honestly, at this point in time, any team we come against or go against, the the thing I want to say is, fuck it, just go all out. I also think that now I. I don't think teams are necessarily as uh, concerned about us uh, no. as they were before, um, and I think we our three five two did not work effectively yeah. at all. And I think our all, midfield was completely empty. Uh, some may say, "Well, we've never lost back to back games." True, uh, we still have that going for us. Although regular season's done, yeah, playoffs, playoffs don't count. Whole other thing. You know, I feel like we hit the reset button. This is like this is. It doesn't matter where you finished in the mm-hmm. le- in in the table. Uh, anybody could win a game at any given time. Yep. We're given a little bit of better odds because we have a buy and we don't have to go through a knockout right. round. But if we had to go to a knockout game right now, I had no confidence that we could win that game no. right now. So Ed Million said, frustrating that again in the big game, it seems like there is a flatness and a lack of focus rather than a hunger and a fire. I agree with you. Hopefully this is a wake-up call, and Mickey's return lights a spark. Escobar, Nagby, and Garza look good overall, though. Um, and then uh, Nado Davi- Davila said, uh, he said, sad, that's all I got. But then he added, but seriously, I think it was a mistake to announce Tata leaving before this game. I think Julian Gressel was the only one focused and that the offside call sucks. I don't think it was a mistake announcing Tata. I think that that rumor needed to be put to bed. I think that that rumor needed to have um, an ending to it. Like I said, when I did the 929 interview, I think it's a good thing that we know that Tata's not coming back. Because to me, as a player, if I'm playing with a coach who I adore and I love, and I know he's not returning, yes, it's, it's upsetting, but at the same time, I want to make sure that the season ends the way that he has 
Yeah, these guys got way too. To and now after this game, they have way more to worry about than Tata Martino. Oh, leaving. for sure. All right, they got to worry. They got to worry about getting their their act together before uh, the next uh, playoff game. You know and what? Hold on, I want to add this. Tata Fett, because this is where we need the positive. Two years, bad ending, but how many records still broken? Are we still? Are we in the playoffs still? Yes. How often do you see new franchises be this successful? Look at it this way, Jay. This is me saying this to you and to everybody listening to this right now. We're two years in, and our record is way better than Orlando. So I know that that's not what you guys want to go at, but along that with, is a small silver along lining Along with 28 here. other teams. Correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. Correct. But in a, in a second-year club, the fact that we – and I know that I, I still agree that there's so much more work that needs to be done come into the playoffs. But I will say, overall, I am proud of where we are in a, as a second-year team in this, in this league to, to almost have achieved the Supporter Shield. Now, that being said, New York Red Bulls, congratulations. Uh, you deserve the Supporter Shield. You worked your butts off. You were a great team and a great uh, competition for us the entire season. And you, you, you showed up and you played. And that's all I have to say to that. New York Red Bulls, congratulations. You win the Supporter Shield. It's deserved. So. And, uh, yeah, and, and it, it starts to make me ask questions, right? Um, at, at the end of the day, you know, some will argue, well, the pitch was bad. We got a call went against us. We had some opportunities. They just didn't go in. We're, we've had injuries. But when you look at how the Red Bulls can put out a team without three or four of their best players Correct. and still clobber teams, you know, it starts to ask the question, are, are our guys actually really that able to plug into the system as well? And do they understand the system as well as we think they do? Um, like, say, a Red Bull player can just plug in and know how they need to operate. Or is it that the Red Bulls just operate with a simpler uh, system that's more relying on athletics and pressing, and our Tata systems, because they're more a little more complex and rely on uh, more raw talent, that that lack of talent is a vacuum, and we we suffer without it. In which case, we better get busy this off season for sure. And and, and start, if we're if we're picking really, up pity, then need, pity needs to be in the system. We're gonna have to go up really the next quickly. level because. We can't rely just on a Tito and a Barco. This no. is, they're not enough. They're not enough. You looked at this season. You know, we should be proud that we finished second in probably one of the most difficult Eastern conferences in MLS history. I don't, I don't remember a season. Teams, this break, the, no. teams break both teams, you know, two teams breaking the points record. Actually, we didn't. We tied it. We didn't we beat Toronto's it. points yeah. record, so we lost that as well, that opportunity. But the Red Bulls beat um, uh, the Toronto's point record. Yeah, they did. And, you know... We tied it. So you're looking at all these records broken, all these things going on. Well, we we talk about Atlanta pushed the league. Well, guess what is happening? And now we're going to have to make sure we keep up on Correct. top of it. Or that's gonna it could quickly run us by oh, if sure. we don't continue to take things to the next level. I you agree know, with you. If you want to get second, first place next year, it's going to be even harder. Even oh, harder than this year. Look, if, if the Red Bulls have already caught up on our game and already have seen what we did, um, obviously pulling in Kaku which was a great addition for their team. I mean, look, look at it this way. We are inspiring the league to push forward, to um, get more South American talent, or just get more young talent in general that you can develop and then possibly sell on later. That's going to improve the entire play of the league. But at the same point in time, we, as 
one of the factors that are pushing this league forward need to continue to push this league forward, which means that we need to be in the forefront of that conversation. If we continue like we did tonight, we will not be in the forefront of that conversation because Toronto showed up and they played. Toronto were missing a bunch of their key players and they still hammered it to us. They had the ability to make it a further game, a, a even more drastic points game than it was. It could have been 6-1, it could have been whatever. Uh, we had chances, not enough. There is, There was something lacking in our team. Motivation, drive, whatever it is. I feel like without Miggy, there's a lack of urgency. Up. I feel like Miggy brings that urgency. He leads by example. When he gets the ball, he turns quickly. He makes decisions quickly. He just thinks faster than most of our players. And I think that at the end of the day, that's what it is. Because we give an extra touch. That's all, the deep, that's all these teams need to be able to get another defender, two defenders, people behind the ball. And then, you know, at that point, we've missed our, our, our counter-attacking opportunities because what have we missed most the last few games is counter-attacking opportunities. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a lot of trying to tiki-taka the ball in and, or cross it in, uh, get a header, uh, things of that nature. Uh, and the best chances that we had and the goals that we had in this game that were taken, the one that was taken back, were off of counter-attacking opportunities. So that is definitely lacking. Yeah. Uh, we, all we I can hope for is a healthy Miggy uh, for uh, sure. very quickly. I want to read something that Josh Bagriansky from Mazasov just tweeted. Um, he said, maybe getting overly emotional slash hot takey here, but I don't think I've ever been so disappointed in the lack of effort from one of my teams in a big match. Can you honestly think of a worse effort with a trophy on the line? Not ta not talking performance here, just effort slash intensity, and I absolutely agree with him. If you if this was, I mean, you might as well call this a final. This was like a it cup, was. like a cup final uh, or shield final, and uh, yeah, uh, they didn't show up. No, they didn't show up to play. The, the the effort was there, the intensity was not there. There were glimmers of it, and then it quickly faded away again. I I don't know what team showed up. Um, I know Dan Gargan said that the team seemed focused. And ready to go. Yeah, he was baffled at the end of the game. He said, obviously, I was, I think he said something like. He, 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 he said they he said everything that you wanted them to say. Yeah. When you're talking to them, there are things that you want to hear from a, from a player who, if for a team that you support. And there are things that you want to hear them say going into a big match. And they said those things, and it was not shown on the pitch. Yeah. And now That being said. Hats off to Julian Gressel. Yes. Played an insane game. He Hats off to Franco Escobar. Played an insane game. Nagby as well. Garza as well. If we're going to talk about players, though, we got to call out. I mean, we called out Larry, but we got to call out. And I hate to do this because I've never, I've never really been on the uh, the Bash Barco bus. I'll call it. Um, uh, I just don't see what other people have been seeing in terms of lack of ability or things of that nature. But in this game, it was clear as soon as he came off the pitch. We started to play better. Yeah, we did. So take that for what it is. But when he was taken off and Tito was brought on, we played better. We did. We did. We and so excuse me. It was it was uh, uh, Tito. Tito was not a replacement sorry. for Barco. That uh, Williams was a replacement for Barco. Okay, so when Williams came Correct. on, Correct. but when Williams came, uh, and actually, I mean, when Tito came on, it gave a little seemed to relieve some pressure on Barco. Um, uh, where he was trying to play when Barco was playing up in the left there, and they were switching with Gressel on occasion. I just, it's just, you could just tell that we we expected Barco maybe would step up and do something amazing, and that you know maybe he would slot into a ten role. He was starting. I was to do hoping something. this was the game that he he stepped. He's just it's clear he's never going to be that guy. No, he's never going to be that guy. And if that's the case, then we have got to figure out what, what he we, is. What we do with him? What yeah. it, What is his role? 
if he is the creator and that only works when Miggy's playing, then don't play Barco when Miggy's not on the field. I don't. I mean, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what what the problem is. But obviously, there is uh, a lack of. I don't know if it's communication or. I don't, uh, I don't know. I. I there it's are, just not glued together. It's so disjointed. They look so disjointed. They don't look fluid. No. And I. I will say Barco had some great passes uh, in the game, but it was far outweighed. Yeah, we by, called it out. He, he by had a great his ability, pass. his ability to defend, no. which was atrocious this game. Um. His ability to maintain the ball, uh, or to or to in- intercept, and there was none of that either. I mean, everybody was losing the ball. I just I don't know how I can't put my thumb on it. That's what I'm saying. I will freely admit I'm not a tactical guy. I don't. I uh, in this game I was not didn't have my tactical goggles on and follow Barco around the whole time. All I know is that I was not impressed. Was not impressed. And this is the time that we need him to step up. Yeah, it was. Um, but it's hard to stick blame on him when other people on the team aren't stepping up either, like veterans uh, yeah. on the team that have to get pulled at halftime. Yeah. So, very concerning. Um, well, I mean, I don't really have anything. We talked a little bit, a few positives, but. <laughs> I don't have anything to say either. Look. There's no cherry to put on top there, of this thing. There or, or, is or, or icing Oh, but to- that actually makes me really hungry for ice cream. <laughs> so, like, now my night's looking up because I'm thinking, oh, I can go home and have some ice cream. Yeah. Thank you, Jay. That, like, actually really makes me happy. I'm going to go try and stop by a Froyo place, turn my whole night around. Who knows? I might eat some frozen yogurt, guys. <laughs> it's going to make the night great so, as I cry in the corner in my bed um, just wallowing look our team didn't show up my hope going into the next game that we play which will be with Sun- Sunday Sunday and we're it's either going to be uh, I don't know I have no idea that whoever, Columbus or DC I don't know I haven't looked at the table so oh, I, I haven't look looked at the, the table seating. right now but um, either way, uh, Sunday, uh, we know we were invited somewhere. I have to talk to you about that later. But we don't know where we're going to be uh, on Sunday uh, or, if, you know. Oh, which bike? Can I, hold on. Hold on. So we lost the supporter shoot, right? And all of the vitriol that has been spouted out by MLS media for the past couple. Com- vitriol? <laughs> I mean, they, they've been trying to swing all of this sort of shade at Atlanta because it, it brings... Oh, they've been setting it up. Yeah, they have. I mean, they're ready to, ready to go. And we lost the Supporters' Shield, and then they were like, oh, we're sorry. Hey, Joseph still won Golden Boot, though. Yeah, yeah well, because he won that weeks ago. <laughs> I mean... Nobody was even close. Come on. <laughs> come on. So Sunday, November 4th, Elaine uh, and I will go away to the winner of the, the knockout round um, that uh, we get seated with. And then November 11th, uh, we will have uh, a home match on November Sunday, 11th, November All right. 11th. It is looking like DC and Philly are playing each other and Columbus and NYCFC are playing each other. Okay. So we will be playing um, the winner of... We're in second now, so I don't know how that affects oh, us. Oh, we play the winner of NYCFC and or Columbus. Is that true? Okay. Yep, I okay. believe that's how that happens. Well, we dodged a bullet there Red Bull if that's the plays case. DC and Philly. Let me just double check that. Okay. Well, while Kelly is double checking that, um, want to go ahead and uh, thank Dave W Photography uh, for all the photos that he sends us. Uh, we use uh, throughout the uh, uh, weeks and post on our Instagram and uh, used to for for tagging and 
captions and all that stuff. So he's does amazing. A great job. I love that guy. Uh, and uh, you can find him at DaveWilliamsonPhotography.com for all your photography needs. And Mock the Agency uh, is a creative agent, advertising agency, graphic and digital studio on 14th Street. If anyone needs branding, packaging, graphic design, or website work, they're the shop for you. Creativity is their specialty. They've done all of our graphics. MockTheAgency.com. And uh, while you're looking at that, uh, the next thing is, I don't know if we had any reviews, but uh, we'll take a look there. We will. Hold on. I'm just trying to... Kelly is doing the button pushing. I am doing all of the button pushing, guys. <laughs> I'm trying to... So it's... I'm, I'm pulling it up off of MLS's website. As of 6.50 p.m. Brackets. So... They've posted brackets? Hold on. All right. So here we go. Um, we have got, okay, so, oh, oh. I thought it was the other way around because so we're second now, yeah. NYCFC plays Philadelphia, and DC played Columbus, and then we play the highest advancing seed. We're not the highest, oh, what? So we would play the highest advancing seed. So we would play... The highest, I don't know what it means by the highest advancing seed. What do you mean? Whoever wins that that game. I mean, there's no seeds. I mean, are you talking about, like, of those teams that win their knockout, each one was seeded yeah. in the table, right? Correct. So, so let's, say, let's say NYCFC wins, correct? Mm. Then we would play NYCFC. Yeah. Uh, if DC United wins, um, and... We would play. So basically, we're either playing NYCFC or DC United. I mean, Philly might pull it out, but Philly would be playing New York Red Bulls because you're looking at NYCFC, which is the third seed, Philadelphia, which is the sixth seed, DC, which is the fourth seed, and Columbus, which is the fifth seed. Gotcha. So there, we're so either we playing. So we get stuck with the highest seed. We that get wins. stuck with the highest seed, correct? <laughs> and. Um, which isn't that bad because we avoid DC that way, right? If NY, that's why we want NYCFC yeah, to win. We could if avoid, NYCFC we could wins, avoid playing DC. We avoid United. DC. Correct. God, give us but, NYCFC. But if Philadelphia wins, we get DC. Give or us NYCFC. Or if Columbus wins, if Columbus wins, we still get NYCFC. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this will be interesting. Good old American playoff system. It's, com- it's very confusing, guys. I'm sorry. I don't know if I explained it well enough, but basically the way I'm looking at the these two matches going head-to-head with NYCFC and Philadelphia, I see NYCFC winning that one. Same with DC United and Columbus, I see DC winning that one. NYCFC just had to play Philly, too, tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they won. Yeah, and and so that all comes – the knockout rounds are interesting. Yeah. Um, and NYCFC, I'm guessing, will be at playing at Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. And remember, it's a it's because a knockout, they won that game, which means that was somebody important. has to win right. the game. And then, uh, and then, we would luckily have a two leg match uh, against them, matchup against them, and just, which just, is very important because yeah. we know we we were one of only like one other team to tie at Yankee Stadium and uh, for a while, and yeah. then, uh, until they started to, to, to turn lose. to crap yeah. uh, at the end of the season. Um, <laughs> and just just note that these games, these Eastern Conference knockout games, are going to be played, and Western Conference, are going to be played on November 1st 
Oh, so excuse me. Uh, Halloween or November first. So they're either going to be played on Wednesday. Remember or they're gonna that? Be played on I remember Thursday. how crazy that was last year yeah. when all of a sudden at midnight they were like, "Okay, here's the schedule, right. or here's who's playing who for the knockout quick. rounds." Super quick. And you're like, "Oh crap!" Mm-hmm. And, and, and then remember that they've got to literally go from that game to playing us on Sunday, November fourth. So right, they get they e- have that tough turnaround. Each team gets a quick, quick tough turnaround. Yeah. Yeah, that's the advantage of that by. So I'm hoping that even though. <laughs> <laughs> this game was awful that uh, we get um, a better result coming out of those uh, knockouts. Mm. Because if NYCFC wins and DC, DC is the lowest seed, so DC goes to New York Ripples and not us. Wow. Okay. So I guess the hope is, uh, you know, we potentially could avoid DC if we're, that everything works would out okay. That be lovely. Um, because they are Bill hot. Hamid is is the raccoon witch. We, we do not decided. want to face Wayne Rooney and Lucha. Uh, no. What are they calling him? Uh, Rulu? Ru- are they calling him Rulu? Because uh, Rooney and Lu- uh, uh, Lu- Lucha Acosta. Lu- Lucio Acosta, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Rulu. Do we have any new uh, iTunes reviews? Um, okay, so we have uh, one. One. Okay, cool. And it was left by Nando808 <laughs> on uh, October 4th. And it says hashtag NGSU. Cheer up, y'all. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was meant for us to read in the future. Like, like, like that was seated there for this day. Yeah, no, it was. So for us to thank read. you because it literally was per- perfectly. And thank you. I am cheered up now. <laughs> Nothing's going to stop us now. We still have uh, hope in this crapshoot. We do. Uh, although the odds are not, not anything like they were for the Supporters Shield, uh, they are still odds and they can fall in our favor. And uh, we do have, a, hopefully, a healthy Miggy uh, coming into play. So I feel like Miggy could have probably come to this game. Yeah, maybe. But it's fine. They were they were hedging their bets. Yeah. Now we know what our team is like without Miggy. So. And think of we, it. If Miggy if got we, hurt again in this game and um, we lost. Mm-hmm. No, thank <laughs> just you. The, just the no, thank you. Tata would have been trolled so hard. But the last thing I want to ask is if uh, Tata Martino not – is it too early to, to do this, maybe? Because the playoffs aren't over. We don't know if we've made it to the MLS Cup and all that stuff. By us not winning this game, does this tarnish Tata's legacy or legacy talk, uh, you know, like, say, next season when this is looked back on, this game, um, to you at all? Um, no, because I think Tata coming in as our first coach has done a lot for this team. He's built a, uh, a caliber and a, um, a level and a bar for us to be set at. And that's the, that's the ground bar. We go higher than that. We don't go lower than that. Yeah. That's, that's the bar that's set. So that, I feel like when Tata's come in, his legacy is setting the bar. Now, it, it will be an interesting conversation with whatever coach comes in. If he comes in, and even though we've had an amazing season this year, if we come back next season and we are... We get a trophy. We, yeah. we like... I don't. I don't know up. how to. Exp- yeah, we light it up. Then yeah, it would be. It would be an interesting conversation. But I think in the end run, in the end, in the end result, Tata set a bar. Yeah. And he he put that bar there. I think that I'm not of the of the line of thinking of like a single game can define a legacy. No. Uh, in a, in a team not that's, winning in a, a trophy team, after a the that, end of the whole season. In a, yeah. In a I team can. that's two years old. <laughs> like if we were a team who won the MLS Cup. 
every year in a row or we won every other year and then Tata came in like after the team's been around for a decade and then he failed to win either trophy then that is like he's looked on at Barca for that you know even though for he had reason, one of the yeah. best seasons Barca had uh, a great season that, that year season. at the end of the time people are always going to look at the silverware right because yeah. that's the ultimate thing but in this game in this context the team let him down. This was not a tactics problem. He made changes. He took Larry off. He tried to get this team kick-started after the second half. Yeah, this and was a they failed no. to beat a team that was mediocre at best that did not – I mean, they were not doing anything special. And so, to me, this is not a Tata issue in this game. This is a issue with the team, uh, and maybe there's – you want, could look at injuries or other things, but they just didn't show up. You can they didn't show at, yeah. up when they were supposed to, and the veterans did not lead this team like they were supposed to. There was a I'm lack not, of leadership. I'm not arguing. So, but if he does not win MLS Cup now, and he goes away trophyless, I think that, like, well, I think that has, still, has we, a, we somewhat still, of an impact on his we on his still legacy. Have CCL. That's true. He got us into the CCL. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, it's we'll, see, we'll see how that affects yeah. us because it <laughs> yeah. affected Toronto Would that be something? We don't win either of these trophies, but then we win. CCL. Because what have teams that have won MLS Cup been able, unable to do? Turn around and win the CCL after going deep in December and playing in the MLS uh, Cup. You know and what then I'm getting excited a, to a see? short turnaround and then ha trying to win the, the champ, uh, CONCACAF Champions League, you and know, they failed to do so. You know what I'm excited to see? What's that? I'm excited to see Gressel in the CCL. Yes. He is going to confuse the hell out of them. <laughs> what, role, what position is he playing? All of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking over. Gresselmania. Gressel, honestly, I think – throughout this entire season has been um, and I, I know that you've been on the Gressel train and I haven't always been on that Gressel train but I, I can't remember there might have been a match where I wasn't happy with his performance but I would never say that he lacked any bit of motivation and um, I think we would be sorely uh, misguided to, to not say that Gressel has been a huge part of the season yeah well, whether it's fitness level concerns with just a long season, which I don't know, they say they were always working on fitness, uh, that's going to be a conversation after this. There'll be lots of conversations that will be held. Um, I know that uh, uh, I'll be listening to soccer down here um, to, to hear the... Oh, my gosh. Tomorrow, for the, sure. Uh, what's, what do they call the Mondays? The uh, um, out of uh, the uh, overreaction, uh, overreaction Mondays. Mondays. Holy cow, Oh, guys. it's going to be terrible Get tomorrow. Get ready. Sorry, Jason. But hang in there, guys, because... Uh, Thank goodness we set ourselves up where at least we weren't in a position where if we lost a match, we fell out of a bye week and fell into a knockout round right. or something like that. Right. So we have made improvements from last season. We've, we've done There's a lot of good things that have happened, but put up or shut up. That's all I got to say. Put it's time to get this thing done. So refocus. Do what you have to. It's time to come out of the gates and hopefully play an NYCFC because, Kelly, nothing's going to stop us except Red Bulls, Toronto, and maybe D.C. But other than that... <laughs> Nothing is going to stop Toronto's us. Toronto's not in the playoffs. I know. So we've already got that out of the way. We've already got Toronto <laughs> out of the way. Now we just have to worry. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. I will say we have to worry about sporting Kansas City. We've got to worry about New York Red Bulls. We've got to worry yeah, about Yeah, but I'll worry about DC sporting United. KC when we get to the we MLS Cup final. We have to worry about final. LAFC. Yeah. I'll, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not worried once we get the MLS Cup. Then we worry okay. about the Cup final, but yeah. I'm all right. Sure. <laughs> so as Nando808 said in our uh, uh, iTunes Nothing reviews, hashtag NGSU guys. Hang in there. We love you. And we will talk to you uh, next week. Bye.